Hello, I'm Madison. And I'm Lana. And welcome back to What Happens Now. So today we have two very lovely special guests, Ian and Viv. Do you guys want to intro yourselves? You first. Um, <laughs> I'm Vivian Elam. Um, Ian's my boyfriend. We <laughs> moved to New York like two weeks ago from Savannah, Georgia. Um, we just met them on the street. Yes. <laughs> dropped out of college. Um, Ian's pursuing college in New York. <laughs> At some point. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ian. Uh, I also moved here from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Vivian's also my girlfriend. Um, I've lived in New York before, and I went to school with Madison and Lana, and Oop. then I went bankrupt and had to <laughs> go home, and now I'm back. And FIT, shout We'll hopefully out. be going back. Yeah, FIT. Y'all okay. (laughs) Get rid of Joyce, though. (laughs) Joyce needs to go. It's funny because FIT, Financial Aid, for some reason, follows the podcast on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) They hear all this shit. Y'all get rid of Joyce. Yet they won't give me any financial aid. Headphone users, beware. Mm. I'm going to yell a lot about Joyce. Yeah, y'all better sponsor us. (laughs) Yeah, give us some financial aid and we'll plug you. Yeah. Maybe. Plug their um, cons, but not the pros. Got it, got it, got it. We'll discuss the good things if you give us money. Anyways, what's up, guys? Tell us your story. So, what's like, tell us a little more about yourselves, like what you each do, and like, Ian, what your part in the creative world is. Okay. Um, Vivian also has a part in the creative world. She doesn't, well, you know, you, you do photo too. But yeah. Um, all right, let me think. So I started taking photos when I was about 16 because I was doing, I was going to an art high school and I was doing video work. Uh, I was in the film major, not film like the medium, but film the Mm -hmm. recording things. And I got really sick of it because I hated having to work with large groups of people because I always felt like it got way too messy and muddled and stressful. So I quit and moved over to photo and... Um, did that for a while, just did photos in Savannah, Georgia for about three-ish years. Um, went up to New York uh, to come see a concert and because I had always like wanted to live here and I was checking stuff out, I met a bunch of FIT students at the show and decided to move up here, came up here and yeah, that's kind of how I got started doing photo. I also do music and i dj and i collect a lot of records and let me think what else um oh i was a bike messenger for a year that was oh, cool. yeah that was really fun um and i guess my here right here you do your thing and then i'll talk about my yeah okay. yeah you talk about yourself oh okay um <laughs> i went to high school for theater for three months and you guys went to the same yeah okay for three months <laughs> gotcha i left um Whatever. i did like other shit but um uh, as far as theater goes i like doing set design a lot more i like started with started to enjoy uh visual art a lot more after that um now i, I don't feel very like technically skilled in any specific art form but i like to do all of them I like mixed media, I like painting, I like music, watercolor, collage, it's, it's all fun. It feels like, because I, I feel like you like do art so much more casually and like as like a thing, I'm trying to think of like the right way to word it. Like, you, like for you it's more as like a fun thing to do, you know what I mean? But you're so much like better at so many art forms than like I am and like a lot of people I know that take it really seriously. Like. Vivian's like such we a good. We do different stuff. You're I way better at me than taking like photo- photos. <laughs> but like your photos are still really good. Like your your photos are a lot better than most of the people I know, and you just do it like for fun. Yeah. You, you know. You take really good photos for somebody who just Thank does you. it like on the side. Yeah. And then also like, I'm a hype Vivian up because she undersold herself. <laughs> she's also really good at piano and is an amazing singer. Thank like you. actually, not even just because she's my girlfriend, but like actually is really good. No, you sent him. Yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, you make jewelry, like all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, you make earrings. I do be making the earrings. Yeah, they're really tight. Mm-hmm. Everybody have ones on deck, you know. <laughs> Got the pigs. <laughs> but yeah, I also like wildlife rescue. I'm s- slowly studying to be a midwife. Um, yeah. 
like I would study Arabic for a few years. That's dope. Would you like go like do art as like a profession? Like, would you consider I that? I don't know, like what facet I would mm -hmm. perform in that context. Like, I don't know what I could do professionally. To be honest, I think I could teach probably. Like kids art or something. You should go to FIT. You have more talent than like a, a lot of kids there. I, I could say. I don't know if I have anything to offer FIT. I don't know what I'd do with that. Oh, you got a lot more to offer than a lot of people there. You really do. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, going back to like the thing you asked me earlier about like mm -hmm. the creative process and like my, how. I, well, what was your original question so I can answer it right? I don't want to just start just talking about random like, stuff. Well, yeah, your creative process. But I just, wait, real quick. So you went to a high school based for, like, specifically art. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So, like, I remember, like, I don't want to sound, like, stocky, but I just remember this. Like, when we all first followed each other on Instagram and you posted that you got into FIT, you were like, oh, like, I failed photo in high school or something like that yeah what's, what's that i want to know that story all right this story is gonna get, get i'm a little salty about it but also like i i'm gonna expose kente a little bit i mean if it's if yeah. it's gonna start shit like you don't have to but yeah like. i don't i don't live there anymore he can hate me only once okay but um no so uh we had a photo class at my school that was taught by the graphic design teacher Mm -hmm. And it was specifically film photography, yeah. not digital, and I really wanted to get into film. This is before I exclude. now I exclusively shoot film. I don't shoot digital at all. Mm -hmm. But this is before I did that, and I really wanted to get into it. So I applied for the photo class, but the teacher, uh, Kente, that was his first name, everyone called him that, he's Mr. Taylor, but he had, like, a reputation in the school for being very, like, predatory towards, uh -huh. like, the young, like, the women, the younger girl students. Mm -hmm. Like and a solid reputation. No, and I, I'm not like God. exaggerating at all. Like literally, like he the would. Teachers knew. Yeah, the teachers Yeah, the teachers knew. Not anymore. No. He, I mean, not yet. He's still there, but uh, no, like. Yeah, he married one of his students after she graduated. Like he would like give girls like back rubs in class. It was so weird. He was everyone in the school kind of like knew what was going on, oh but no one did anything about it. And like like multiple people came forward with it, and it just kind of got swept under the rug. This is like, fucked it's fucked up. Yeah. But he was the one who ran the class, and what he would do was, because it wasn't a class that you could just sign up for and take, you had to get approved by him, you had to mm -hmm. give him a portfolio and he had to approve you, what he would do was, is he would only approve girl students, oh except for God. he'd pick one boy every semester, every year to have in the class. And like this, this wasn't like a, a coincidental thing, like every single year there would be one boy, like to the point that it became almost like a, is this like fucked up that people, instead of questioning why he was doing that they it, just like made up jokes about it no no no. it became like a like a big thing to be like the one boy that get picked that got picked because a bunch of guys would i didn't even know about yeah that. a bunch of guys would try and get into the class and it was like a competition to see who would be the one he picked so oh usually God. yeah but then like that's fucked up that's I, didn't even so... know. I mean he was already fucked up yeah and i'm not like gonna put anybody on blast or anything but i like knew several like i had lots of female friends who had never like they weren't even they'd never used a digital camera either they'd never shot film anything and they would just go ask him and he would sign them up right there. Like, cause you had to get his approval. Yeah. And even girls who like, he had never taught before, he would just approve right there. But then guys, you had to submit yeah. a portfolio and you had to be the lucky one that got picked. That's like, so creepy. So I got rejected from being the one boy in the class and definitely hurt my feelings about that. So I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel, I don't know if you guys are like this at all, but I get really competitive in like wanting to like prove people that like you know what i'm yeah. saying like oh, that yeah, like i know my shit yeah 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 so after that i was like all right fine like i'm gonna like get in the art gallery at school and i'm gonna like take photos all the time mm -hmm. and i'm gonna like get my shit hung up on the wall anyway like you know what i mean yeah so i did that and then once i got accepted into fit for photo and i even asked at one point i was like how come i didn't get accepted in he was like oh your work just wasn't like good enough for the class and i was like okay yeah, okay for a high school film yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And then once I got into FIT, I was like, that's right. Like, fuck y'all. Like, I, I am yeah. good. I told you. Yeah. Do you live in high school would have a requirement for a film photography class? Like, you're supposed to have had enough experience with that to yeah. produce any... What? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's there like the equivalent in the real world, like trying to get a job. And they're like, you need five plus years experience. And you're like, this is an unpaid By the time, like, <laughs> like five years, internship. I hope I'm making a lot more yeah. money than what you're offering. Yeah. yeah. That, damn. That guy's, that's so, that's whack. Yeah. That's so... And then, you know, he married a former student, so... Wait, so now he's currently married He's currently to married to her, yeah. Like, she's... I think she's 19 or 20. It's, what? It's, 
How old is she? She's like 23, 24. Okay, never mind. Uh, she's 23, that's, 24. That's still a little better, really but still that's kind like of. 50 something. Yeah, he's that's 50 something. That's still a little much. Wow. That's like. And there a, were pictures. He, as a teacher, he posted a picture of him and her on a field trip. When like, she was when a she was when she was like a, a junior in high school. Yeah. So. And then they, now they're married. It's. Just, so they were probably definitely having like relations. Which the, the teacher got fired for incident arts before. But yeah. Like, but, but he? What does uh, okay. he have over Still their head? I, okay, I'm not going to... I don't want to get anybody fired. I'm fine with Kente getting fired. But <laughs> the, I was told by another faculty member of the school who I was stayed friends with after I graduated. And mm-hmm. once there wasn't that kind of... Uh, like, oh, like, I can't tell you stuff that goes on in a working yeah. school because you go here. Once I graduated, he was like, oh, everybody in the, all the faculty know, but he was the only person, like, in the area that had uh, the requirements to teach graphic design. And, like, they had him teach a bunch of classes. So he was the only person, like, in the county that could teach all that. So they had to keep him because, like, if they fired him, they would have had to have hired, like, two or three new people. So it was cheaper for them to have just him. It always comes down to my BRB yeah. moving to Georgia just to replace <laughs> that guy. Genuinely, yeah. I'm, and it, he was also like an asshole. And outside of all that, he was not a cool he was dude. He was, yeah, he was a jerk. You have to be a bad like, vibes. Bad vibes. Like. I was a freshman and like I went to drop off like um, a model application because we did a uh, fashion show every year at our school, and you had to drop him off with him. I don't know why, but I went to drop it off and girls like warned me before I went. They were like, "Oh, Kenzie's kind of a creep." Like. <laughs> Just like don't be in there too long or something. Pepper spray on hand, right? And I did not question that as a fourteen-year-old. I was like, okay. Oh my god, vibes. Yeah. That's and that's why you don't go anywhere without a weapon. That's right. Six-inch blade. Yes. Okay. What's the legal limit in New York? Is it six or four? Okay. Four inches. I have this knife. Extra knife. (laughs) I carry this knife around everywhere. Ooh, Wait, nice. Right? <laughs> where where can you buy one of those in the city? Can't you get them like a bodega? <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> Just go to any bodega. You like give me two Lucy's and a knife. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to go up to the bodega cat and give him a password. <laughs> <laughs> the bodega cat says something to you in Spanish and yeah. the door opens. And up. then he'll lead you to <laughs> you like choose one the of basement. the three doors. Yeah, yeah. You have to choose the right door and then you get Eat the right pack of bugles. Yeah, you go over to the chip aisle and you have to rearrange like the bags in a certain order and like a little compartment opens. Yes. Did you yep. see? Did you see that video of the cat and this like guy walks into the bodega and he's like, "Oh, like where's the manager?" And he like points. To the <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. seen that. Bodega cats really be the manager of yeah. the store, though. Yeah, I mean, they've probably been there longer than like half the people. America runs on bodega. Cats. You know, you can trust a bodega though if there's a cat. Yeah. Like, am I wrong? Like, you yeah. know, no it's cat like, would be in there if it wasn't like exactly. a vibe of place. You know, there's yeah. this place like right down the street from here on Broadway um, that we went into because they had a bunch of birds outside the store. This, this is this story's crazy. Like pigeons? Or? No, 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 no. It was like pet store birds, which are still like they were exotic as shit. Yeah, like, they had like. Like, you don't see lovebirds at everything, and they had like yeah. ring-necked parrots, and they had all these like yeah. cool... neon-looking finches. And yeah, <laughs> they finches. had like all these cool exotic-looking like, birds, and I birds are like my favorite animals. Like pigeons are my favorite animal. <laughs> so I was like, Ian, check out pet store. Let's go. Yeah, let's go in. And also, um, when I was like born, like from my early childhood for several years, <laughs> my hold on. So when I was born. I was a bird. <laughs> no, 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 no. So my my parents owned a pet store that I was oh, really? yeah that I was like that I was raised in so like I just like pet stores just give me like yeah, they comfort me they give me good like energy you know what I mean because I just right. associate that with being a kid yeah. and so I go in and I'm like looking at all the birds and I'm talking to the the guy who's running it and I'm talking to him about his birds and how I was raised in a pet store and all this kind of stuff he's like oh you should go in the back and see my pigeons and I'm like oh you've got pigeons he's like yeah just what go the in, fuck? go in the back so we go in the back. And keep in mind, this, like, store... You go back there and it's the lady from Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was, like, three of those. (laughs) Okay, but, like, so, keep in mind, like, this store, in the room, when you walk in, it's just one room. And it's, literally, the ceiling is shorter than this ceiling, probably about the length of, like, maybe the living room and kitchen over there, plus our bedroom. Wait, real quick, so, wait, this is a pet store, though? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it's a hotel. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, this is a pet store. I was like, What? No, so it's like a small place, and he's like, oh, just go in the back. We go in the back, and it's these super high ceilings with floor-to-ceiling pigeonries, like, just, like, 
four Vegas. of them. Your face right now. You're looking at me. You're like, uh, uh. bro. There were just pictures in there I've never seen. Yeah, he had every kind of breed I've ever seen. He every had... color. Can we shape. go there after? Yeah, sure. Like we could. No, no, no. But there's first of all, he has like two hundred in this room, and some of them like the cages are open and they're just chilling, like what. Well, hanging out and then i'm like this is insane like that you even have this and then he's like oh i've got more on the roof and then he shows me <laughs> he shows us a cam yeah he shows the a security cam of the roof and he's got another massive cage like the size of this room just, just full of pigeons he's ready for the apocalypse like <laughs> when cell phones no. No, when towers go down sign? he's sending like messages via pigeon like they're trained he's got a pigeon army he does <laughs> he's got a pigeon race I was like, dude, are you hiring? Like, I want to work here. I want to be your, your pigeon boy. Yeah. Like, hang out with the pigeons <laughs> all day. Uh, like, I'll, I'll clean. Your pigeon boy. Dude, I'll work for free. Like, I'll clean the pooch. Let me hang out with them. Like, this seemed cool. Damn. That's like what's left of all the pigeons before Ronald Reagan killed them <laughs> and replaced them with spies. Yeah, those That's, are authentic, man. He's That's just rebreeding them for the future. Oh, dude, yeah. he, no, he's probably keeping them stockpiled in case like the like the pigeon apocalypse ever happens. They all get wiped out. Like the they he's all run like out. these are the most vintage models. <laughs> yeah, like, all, all the all the ones in the street run out of batteries or something, and he's like, I've got, I've got the last stock. <laughs> this is why I love the city. It's just like Same. like yeah. where are you gonna yeah. find it? Yeah, yeah, like outside of the five boroughs, like you will not find this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like there's the there's fuck? there's shops around here where you. You can get goats and rabbits and live ones, yeah. Like, yeah, like, around like here, yeah, like shops. down the street. There's literally livestock. How did we not know this? Damn. You lived here for a year. We uh, and I partially I spent, lived like, here with you. Yeah, that's true. We went to go get a bagel at um, I think it's, it was called Cassette Bushwick Cassette Bagel. I don't know. I don't know. If you look it up, it'll come up. It's a good place. But um, <laughs> and we were sitting outside eating our bagels, and there was a, a store across the street. And the whole like sign and everything was in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, so I couldn't really understand it. But Vivian can read and speak it a little bit, and I was like, "What's up with that store?" She's like, "Oh, it says that they're selling rabbits, like live rabbits for." Uh, and what else was it? It was. It was rabbits. It was goats. I'm pretty sure. Turkeys. Turkeys. Are you sure they were alive? Yeah, and no, it, it said meat. live. Our yeah. roommate talked about the last place she lived in Bushwick was behind a place that sold livestock, and she said it smelled terrible, like it was awful. I mean, there are so you, many hidden gems. I don't know, man. You guys ever go to Chinatown in Manhattan? Yeah. Like, they have, there's places there where you can, like, pick out an animal and they, like, kill and cook it for you right there. Like I went hunting in Chinatown for, like, a turtle, but <laughs> I didn't find any. That's sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I've okay. But I've never like, seen, like, live chickens or turkeys. Yeah, man. Damn, There's like a market. Crazy. I think it's in on Doyer Street, like in the Bloody Angle. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I think they have like y- you pick a chicken and they like kill it right there and cook it. Do you think you could pick a chicken, but like just take it? <laughs> just take it. <laughs> we could be like Joey from Friends. Have a chicken oh my and a duck. God. That's the ultimate New York City goal. Yeah. For me personally, I've had a lot of chickens and ducks mm-hmm. and pig. Vivian's had a lot of pets. A lot of pets. It's my mom. Likes animals, I guess. <laughs> you guess. But there's like a rotating host of animals in huh. our house at all times. That's cool. What is it cool? Is that like a vibe or are they like? It's annoying? a vibe. We don't. The only <laughs> ones there right now are my cat. Um, but we've had like parakeets and rabbits and chickens and shit. Right That's before, cool. right before we moved here, um, the wildlife rehabilitation clinic that Vivian volunteers at and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they gave her nine. They gave me eleven. Not eleven. It's. Eventually, two and, of them died. Yeah, two of them died. Um, but, but nine baby they were, boys. They were possums. newborn possums, and literally like like this big. They like, gave they were, po- like to like to, to just, take just, home. Yeah, because because the I've done possums and um, like take squirrels. home and care for. Yeah, and then you bring them back. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I thought like, you were like they just gave me some possums for shit. I came I came back because of COVID and because Atlanta sucks. Yeah, um, and they just. You know, I, I asked if I could help since That's I so figured cool. I'd be home for a while. That's dope. That's so cool. They're I so cute. Did right. you know in the dorms you could have a miniature horse? 
what the fuck? And the yeah, girl's an FIT? Exactly. As, like, an emotional support animal, if you look in the handbook, technically really? you can have a miniature horse. Do they yeah. have to, like, fit in the elevator? Like, what's the requirement? Like, I the size? No like, it's just, I was just shook to read miniature it horse. It has to be, like, okay, so Don't when we got Benson, know. like, I had her in the dorms with me as an emotional support animal because, mm. like, she's my cat and I didn't want to leave her, like, yeah. Um. Anyways, so I had to have like my doctor fill out forms, and I'm assuming like it's the same process if you wanted to have a miniature horse mm-hmm. as an emotional. What spider? kind of request is that, though? I don't hey, know. can I keep my Piggy horse? <laughs> Dude, horse girls are like on some other stuff. They've like gotten their hands in so many legal documents to like make room for them. Damn. I just feel like that. Like, I mean. We should just get, like, oh, wait, I don't dorm anymore. I was going to say yeah. I should just get one, like, see what happens. You think, you, 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 think you could argue enough to get two of them in your dorm? <laughs> like, <laughs> you think you You're could... like, I'll raise you. <laughs> I feel like you can argue, like, a little dog or a cat or, like, a bunny, but I don't know about a miniature horse. Like, okay. those FIT dorms, like... Dude, okay, when I, I yeah, when I was going there, um, one of one of my friends, she stayed in the dorm building that where you share one room. It's two people for for one uh-huh. shared room, and they have yeah. like the shared bathroom on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, co-ed. Yeah, co-ed. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm over at her in uh, at her dorm, and me and her are hanging out. She's like, "Oh, my roommate's gonna be back in a little bit. You can meet her." I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "She's gonna bring her dog." I was like, "Oh, you share like a dog in this one room with another uh-huh. person? Like this? Because it's it's like a little bit yeah. bigger than this room. It was not big at all." Yeah. So, like, that's a lot of people to fill one space. This lady brings her dog back, and it's, like, a Great Dane. Like, it's a huge really? dog. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that the one the that was hall? always, yeah, in the dining hall? I, I don't know. I, just, I only ever met her, like, twice. You yeah, know, it was huge. Like, I was like, yeah. this is, is this, like, a third roommate? Wait, like, wait, was it, like, a poodle-looking type of thing? Uh-uh. Right? I don't know. It was gray, yeah, but I do not think it was a, maybe that she shaved it? But oh, wait, I forgot to tell you, Swimothy died like three weeks ago. I meant to, wait, three weeks ago? Like three weeks ago. He lasted this long? Yeah, Okay. I, he passed away like three or four weeks ago. Madison, I've got a story about Swimothy I never told you before I gave it to him. Oh, oh my god, she doesn't know about that? I like, I'm you know how he always kind of swam like a little askew, like a little weird? Yeah, because his fin was fucked up. You know why his fin was fucked you up? You said that somebody was putting rocks in, you told me that. that no, some... that is not what Oh, <laughs> you fucking lied. I was, okay, so what, you, you know how I, I got him. You know how I got him, right? Like, Haina, yeah. the foreign exchange student, had given him to me to take care of while she was on break, and then she never came yeah. back. Yeah, you so, told me that. So I just had, at the time, Swimmy, yeah. later renamed to Swimothy, for like months. <laughs> what and what I, yeah. color was Swimmy? Blue. Yeah. Blue beta fish. Yeah. yeah, and so I was just, had Swimmy, and uh, Haina did not have a filter for him, yeah. and I didn't know when she was going to come back, so I was like, I'm not going to buy a filter for like my friend's fish. Like, that's yeah. her responsibility, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I felt bad because his bowl would get so dirty, so I would just, like, relocate him to a cup of water, clean out his bowl, and then put him back. And I did that probably every two or three days. Okay. And one time when I was, uh, oh, fuck, you have this recorded, whatever. And then one time when I was moving him from his <laughs> bowl to- coming for you. Yeah, when I moved him from his bowl to his cup, he just, like, flipped and flew, like, a foot in the air and then hit the ground. You <laughs> told me that the last person who had him was putting rocks in his tank and they were doing it when he was in it and it hit his fin. You didn't to be fair, to be fair, that they did do that, but that's <laughs> that not, happened too. But that's not, yeah, no, dude, swimming had a fucked up early life. I'm glad you took care of him later on. Yeah, but, I treated him like a king. I yeah. bought him so many new tanks just because I'd be like, that looks cool. Let me get a new one just Colorful for just a king. Yeah, he was traveling. Yeah, I will. Okay. Also, I'm. I'm I got given him like so last minute, and yeah. I was not prepared to like start take care of an an- starting to take care of an animal. So I I did what I could. <laughs> because a beta fish is such Father a large. Father crept up on him so quickly. I did what I could. Okay. <laughs> it takes him too young. But um no, and he hit the floor, and his fin was always a little fucked up after that. But he if you he fucking dude the liar, fact that the fact bitch. that he lived Bro, this Nemo's long. Dad dropped him. <laughs> that's true. He was Nemo. Dude, okay, the so fact... our Nemo. The fact that he survived this long, though, means he was fine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. It's not he, like he would have lasted another three weeks if he hadn't dropped him. full life. He was, like, on the edge of death when you gave him to me, though. He really was. He was. My parents were like, he is not looking good. And I was like, don't You're worry, right. I'm a fish. Okay, yeah. you guys have to understand, he was given to me on the brink of death. So I did what I could to okay, keep him going yeah. along. Yeah. And then you guys he actually... Was... a little closer to death. <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay, no, uh-uh. No, I will not accept that. I definitely brought him closer to life. I, I treated him well. 
Okay, Hannah did not clean out his bowl the entire time she had him, which was like two months. So when I got him, his bowl was like brown. I mean, to be fair, there have been times where I haven't cleaned his tank. No, yeah, I mean, and okay. And then he continued to live for another year, so he was fine. Dude, if okay, so if you had him that long, he lived almost like two years. Yeah. Because she got him within the first Is week of long? school starting. I don't, how long are babies supposed to live? I mean, they, they live like a year. Like I, there are people who have them for like a long time but considering the circumstances because i moved with him like four or five times i was like, gonna bring him back to georgia every, yeah i until you decided to take him i was gonna give him to my little sisters i was literally like yeah. i had contacted the i was I think i was flying delta and i was like can i bring a fish on and they're like it counts as your carry-on and i was like uh, like, that is crazy. I didn't like. I remember you telling me that, but I didn't realize it would count as your carry on. I know, and they were like, "You have to keep them in like a Tupperware container." I'm like, "Tupperware? Like that's kind of fucked up." Like, yeah, I would be so stressful. I know. They're looking at fish in this Tupperware. I know. I don't know. I'm I'm glad he survived this long. I thought yeah. he. I did not know he was still around. No, yeah. But, well, he, he's not anymore, but... Unfortunately, R.I.P. He was my boy. He died, like, a week before we moved here. If we'd moved a week earlier, I could have gone and seen him. Yeah. It's okay. It's we okay. gave him a, a burial. Yeah. But, yeah, no, considering the circumstances, he did last a long time. Like, after you gave him to me, he went to my parents' house, then back to the city, then to Bushwick, then to Brooklyn, <laughs> then to Manhattan, back to Brooklyn. Like, he went everywhere. He was a traveler. He lived a full life. He really did. He some rocky car rides, too. Like. Yeah, and then Benson eventually, like, when we got our cat, kind of trying to eat him. <laughs> like, trying to stick her hand in the oh, fucking yeah. tank. I was trying to convince Vivian to let me get a pigeon from that pigeon guy, because he did, he had them up for sale. Like, I could get one, but I was, I was like, I'll, like, that whatever. That like a lot of work. Yeah. Like, a lot. Like okay. A, if you get a baby pigeon and you raise it until it's fully grown, it only takes like two months, and then you can let it go outside, it'll always come back to wherever you let it go. Really? Yeah, like they don't just like go do their own thing. Like they like will return to you to if you feed them, you they can return break to you. them to think there is nothing else in this world. <laughs> well, no, 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 but they come back to you to eat. That's you know why I mean? pigeons work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But they come back to you to eat. You, you know what I mean? Work so. for the white it's kind of like he's not working. I'm letting him go and I'm giving him he's dinner. I'm treating him like a guest. Like I'm treating him like a good homie. You know what I mean? Like you get to go do your own thing and then I feed you. Like come on. This like, space right now. This is my pigeon. <laughs> so Lana, why don't we get a pigeon? That kind of sounds dope. Though. Right. Well, that exactly. That but like. But Margo, Margo would probably eat, eat him. Yeah. I feel like like I really want to get like a, another animal, but like a small like a guinea pig or something. And I feel like you could train like a cat. Turtle. Huh? Go like the turtle route. I but I want like a weird little critter like a guinea pig. Guinea pigs suck. Yeah, Vivian hates guinea pigs. But I feel like I could get my cat to get along with the guinea pig. Like yeah. she's she chases around stink bugs and then gets too afraid to actually kill them. So I don't think she would kill Aww. a guinea pig. Um what are you yeah. gonna no actually never mind. I was gonna say sugar glider, but there's like the way the sugar gliders get to America is really fucked up, so don't Benson get sugar glider. would definitely kill a sugar glider because it's like flying sad. around in the air. It's just bait for They're, her. They Dude. actually are pretty good pets, but the the whole industry as to how like you yeah. acquire them is really messed up. So like inherently you just don't wanna support it. But they aren't like terrible pets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mm. I feel like I'd be too afraid to be a controversial. You should get a chinchilla. Those things are dope. They're not very social. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. Do you want to, They're like tiny nervous assholes. They're not assholes. <laughs> yes, they are. Dude, no, they take a, they take a... Dirt, dirt baths. Yeah, they take dirt baths, and dust. it's it's the cutest thing ever, because they just go into like, yeah. this little cage of dust and like <laughs> vibrate. It's so cute. I don't, I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'd fuck up having a chinchilla. Like, aren't they very finicky pets? Yeah, I feel like I would make one move and I'd start for life. <laughs> My sixth grade class had a pet chinchilla. And that thing was not vibing. <laughs> did not want to be there. That must be the worst for like little pets who like become the class pet. Right? Like that's like now that I'm that's older and I think about scary. that, I'm like that sounds terrible. Like yeah. why are we doing this? One time my mom let me bring baby chicks to school when I was in elementary school. And they just like sat in the corner of the classroom <laughs> all day and then I like brought them out to recess and I was like, ah, chickens. <laughs> that was not nice. I bet they were stressed ah, out all chickens. day. Yeah, probably. This has turned into an interesting conversation. I know, I didn't expect How to start did talking about pets. How we get to, like, exotic animals? I did uh, mean to ask you yeah, earlier that? when we were still talking about photo and all that, uh, where, like, you want to end up with your art? Like, what, like as in, like, 
Because you mentioned person. to me earlier that you want to, like, eventually teach it and stuff, but you want to do commercial at some point. Yeah, it's tough. So, like, I feel like I go so back and forth all the time with what I want to do because it's, like, the industry is so multifaceted, but also, like, I don't... It's tough because if you want to shoot for somebody, like, a musician, like, what Alan said to us when we last recorded is, like, they have their people. Mm -hmm. So you have to, like, get lucky or just... You have to be, be the people for someone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I would love to shoot for like magazines, I feel like. I think that's everyone's goal, but I don't want to call myself like a fashion photographer. Same. Like, I don't know. I just want to shoot for magazines. And I don't know if I should call that fashion photography or commercial photography. People call it magazines. I think, yeah. I think if you like become known and known enough and your style is unique enough then like you can kind of go into any area and as long as it looks like your work it's yeah. not it's not like like i feel like i keep talking about him i guess because i like him so much but daniel arnold it's like he's mm -hmm. done fashion shoots he's done yeah. political shoots he's done like but they all look like his work yeah. so like you can't really call him a fashion photographer or the, mm -hmm. he's just himself he's really good at what he does and he can cover all these different areas his way yeah. And it's just like the Daniel Arnold way. That's just how he is, you know? Yeah, like, that's a perfect example. That's what I want. I just want to be mm -hmm. Madison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to be... It's just hard because when you go to school for photography, it's like they drill mm -hmm. rules and labels into your head. And it's kind of like people who are out there in the world, they're like, well, you have to learn the rules to break them. Mm -hmm. But it's then like, then like we know people who have been in the industry but they haven't had formal training and it's like their point of view is so interesting about it because mm -hmm. it's like they don't have the same things drilled into their heads like we do mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think uh like the best balance of that out of anyone that i've met or known is uh you guys know victor victor lorente no he went to fit he was he graduated our freshman year oh okay. but um he here let me pull up his work i don't know where my phone is but i don't know we'll look it up later i guess but um, he went to FIT, went through the same classes we did, had the same professors and everything. And then starting his senior year and then continuing into now, he shoots for New York Times. He shoots, oh, for, wow. he shoots for New York Mag. He shoots for uh, like all these different news outlets. But oh, he's but he's done so many different kinds of things. Like he does street photography. He does editorial. He does portraits. He did a portrait of like DJ Premier, which was really cool. He did. Uh, he got hired, I think it was by New York Times, to photograph the, um, when COVID first happened, all of the, the hazmat suit wearing cleaners that went yeah. to Grand Central Station and the subway. Oh, that was him? And they were cleaning everything. Yeah, he shot that. Like, he was oh, the guy. did he shoot the one picture that was in the World Trade Center? Like, they had a picture of people, like. I don't know. It's on his Instagram. You yeah. can find it. But, um, no, he was, he's so talented. I really, I got to meet him, um, a couple times at school. And I always, that was when I started getting into shooting film. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, he mostly shot digital but he still had experience with film and I was showing him my stuff and I really wish like looking back at the stuff I showed him now like now that I think I'm so much better at shooting film than I used mm -hmm. to be like I you, you almost get embarrassed you know what I mean you guys know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. I look at the like portfolio that I submitted to FIT same like, here? same yeah like I looking back at like work I used to be proud of and I mean I'm still proud of it for like doing it at the time mm -hmm. but most of if someone, if I had to assemble a portfolio right now, 90% of it is going to be stuff I did within the past six months. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. To a year, maybe. Because I still feel like I'm learning and improving. I don't, yeah. don't feel like I've hit that point where everything I make from this point on, I'm going to be at least a good bit proud of forever, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know if that ever happens. Do you think, you guys, because I remember I asked uh, Sean about it, where I was like, when, how old were you when you started making work that you were really proud of? He said he was in his 30s. Yeah, I just feel like... I don't know like it's hard because I think about what I submitted to FIT mm -hmm. and I'm still proud of that because at the time mm -hmm. that was very good for me mm -hmm. considering the experience I had which wasn't a lot mm -hmm. and now it's like I'm still proud of my work and what I do but it's kind of come to a point where it's like I think it's good just because like I'm doing what I've been taught but yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, like this hits me in the soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. It's like hard because I feel like there are different different levels of being proud of your work because you could make work that's awesome and it's technically good, like in terms of lighting and exposure, whatever. But that gets does it? Praise at school. Yeah, that gets praised at like school if you're being critiqued, but does it really do anything for your soul? You know, like yeah. or does it new? What'd you say? Or is it new? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a that's like what you were saying Viv about if, if it's new or not that's another thing that I feel like photography like as a medium it almost like hit a wall in like the early 2000s where mm-hmm. like I don't know it, like new styles of photography are like hit almost went into a like a recession and mm-hmm. I think Instagram kind of brought it back a little bit but yeah. now it's kind of dying out again mm-hmm. but you look at like the photographers from the early 1900s all the way to the 2000s and they were there was so much like creativity because they were still discovering the medium yeah Yeah. but nowadays because like everything's like pretty much everything's like digital cameras that are made by like one of three companies Mm -hmm. and you know you're editing everyone's editing in Lightroom or Capture Mm -hmm. One it's all getting compressed onto Instagram Mm -hmm. like everything's starting to like get kind of samey like you don't have any like you know, uh, what was his name? Man Ray, when he did yeah, the... Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. The, the photograms? Uh, yeah, photograms. Um, like, I feel like you almost never really see people doing that now, or, like, cyanotypes. I remember mm, yeah. Jasmine was doing cyanotype portraits, yeah. and I was like, this is cool as mm. fuck. Like, people should be doing this Primitive kind of stuff. photography is yeah. so fucking interesting. Not to mention there's cameras that you can't even use anymore. Like, yeah. phone cameras that mm-hmm. you literally can't use. That's that's another thing, is I feel like uh, photography is almost, like, an inherently, like, disposable medium, because so, like... 60% of like old cameras you can barely use anymore either yeah. they're like breaking and mm-hmm. there's very few people that can fix them mm-hmm. or um, Or they take film that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah for sure And then all, on top of that, I mean Probably I, I mean, I'm not gonna place bets or anything But I feel like almost within our lifetime like it's gonna become extremely hard to Develop and work with film unless you do it yourself. Yeah, like, there's not gonna be any businesses that do it anymore probably yeah yeah, I think so, too. Which is sad. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? sad. But, like, it is sad, but at the same time, it's like the people who shoot film will do what they have to do in order yeah. to keep being able to do that. And, like, especially with COVID happening, it's, like, kind of brought me to a place where I started processing my own color film. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like you have to be dedicated. That's still a bridge I haven't crossed yet. Yeah. And I've, like, I haven't shot digital in over a year, and I still, if I shoot color, I go get it developed at a place. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I've been doing it myself, because why the fuck not? Like, if I'm going to fuck up, then, like... It's part of the process. I want to learn how to do it. It's yeah. hard. It's really it not hard. It's darker. just you have to be careful, because mm-hmm. it, the fumes are not good for you. So mm-hmm. just make sure you're in a semi-ventilated area, unless you're willing to suffer lung damage over the long term. But... You know, our apartment is, if you can tell, is not the most ventilated. It's very the air Put here. A tent on the roof. Yeah, I mean, the air here gets very stagnant. My so. whole thing is, is like, you know, I'm doing it for the art. So if I suffer, it's for the art. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you have to suffer for There's your. There's like art. a little piece of your lung on the negative. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. A little piece of my dying lung. <laughs> just but whatever. For you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's also just makes it a lot more intimate. Like mm-hmm. if you make a create an image and then you process it and scan it yourself it's like i feel like what you're putting out into the world if you're selling a print it like has so much more depth to it i agree when you just because you're physically like you're putting everything into it yeah it's like especially with um like if you're if you're doing film the the actual like old school way where it's yeah. like oh you're processing yourself you're mm-hmm. making uh like silver gelatin prints yourself and mm-hmm. in a dark room like you're yeah. doing the whole process without going to a lab or anything like a lab run by someone else um like y- you were you had your hand in every single step on that process because even um because you can almost to some degree tell like people who go get their stuff developed in labs like i do if they go to one specific lab every time like i do you can kind of almost see like the imprint of that shop on it like when yeah. I, i've gotten film developed at, i go to accurate photo in park slope mm-hmm. but i've gotten film developed at that place in chinatown i think it's bleaker it's outside chinatown actually it's uh like bleaker photo mm-hmm. then i've also gone to color lab and like the same almost the same types of negatives will come out different in all three you oh know yeah because I mean? they oh, all yeah, like have their sure. different way of doing it yeah and when you do the whole process yourself it's so much more of a representation of like what you saw and yeah. what you wanted and 
you know, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about it because it's like, it's all you in there, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like, even though when you have your film sent out, like, it's still all you for the most part, but then there's the help of another, like, someone else doing that mm-hmm. process. But when you do it yourself, it's just, it's all you. It's it's like the, the difference of, um, I've worked in, like, a lot of restaurants, and I've worked in some restaurants where they order their ingredients that get delivered by a truck yeah then i've also worked in restaurants that were farm to table where like the farmer comes in in the morning drops off the ingredients and we cook with like those ingredients yeah and like you can tell it's such a it's such an obvious difference if you taste them like mm-hmm. one after the other like or even uh the the one restaurant i worked that was like that the head chef grew his own herbs at the restaurant that we used and it tasted mm-hmm. so much better than like the shit you order and get it shipped to you you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah like for sure. it's the same kind of thing yeah Okay, wait, so what I wanted to ask you too before, and then we got sidetracked and talked about, like, pigeons and exotic <laughs> animals, how, like, what is your creative process, but also, how did you get into art? Like, what was your, fr- like, what Ooh. drew you to being an artist, rather than... And what keeps you there? Yeah, rather than what being, was like, our, what was our route? or something. <laughs> um, you wanna go? I feel like I've talked to you a lot. Oh. Um... My mom's an artist. She got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Kentucky. Kentucky. Small town lady. That's an interesting, like, Kentucky's interesting for being an artist. It, she was at one of the first colleges that ever accepted, I think, women and then oh, black wow. women. Like, oh, it was a wow. really progressive. And she went for free because it was, like, a need-based thing. Yeah. So, like, her and my dad both had like their parents had low enough income to where they both went there mm-hmm. and they met there but so he was doing like chemistry and she was an art teacher oh, not wow. teacher art student um she painted our whole house i don't know i grew up with that that's cool she always yeah. had um she used to draw polka dots on mushrooms with markers when she was a kid <laughs> and she told me about that so i started doing it when i was like five or six drawing mushroom like you know, <laughs> shit on mushrooms make them like smurf houses mm-hmm. But, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so I started. If you, uh, I, I, I know that, like, you guys are probably never going to be in Savannah, Georgia. But hypothetically, <laughs> if you ever are. Hypothetically, you, if you ever fall into a wormhole. Yeah, and end up in Savannah. you into that ring of hell. <laughs> um, I would have to take you guys to Vivian's house because her mom, it's like a, a three-story house. And her mom has ba- literally made every surface of every room. Like, she's put her touch on it somehow. Like, she, there's, The like, house is bright blue on the outside. Oh, wow. Bright, like bright blue. Coraline-looking-ass garden in the front. <laughs> and the inside is, like, half-exposed brick, and all the exposed yeah. bricks are painted rainbow. That is so <laughs> That's dope. Awesome. That's yeah. Christian woman got pride all over. <laughs> I love that. They have um, a spiral staircase that runs the, the whole house. Yeah, a spiral staircase. Your house must be, like, amazing. It's like, fine. Like, it fostered artistic thoughts yeah and every like my mom let me we had a timeout closet where you could draw on the walls while you're in timeout a timeout closet yeah because it would help you get out your anger and so Uh, all of it was just angry portraits that i drew of like my cousins and my siblings who put me in there you'd be like craig stinks (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i need a timeout closet (laughs) yeah and then she let me paint my walls in high school too Mm -hmm. that's cool so what about what uh like what keeps you doing it doing art I, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I like it. Oh, no. It's just... It's a good way to pass nice. time. It's a good way to pass yeah, time. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It gives me just as much joy as, like, sometimes studying nursing makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all just, like, very interesting to me. I like to learn how to do new stuff, and there's a lot of art stuff that I haven't learned how to do yeah. yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. I guess. Um, I guess uh, from my, my, my backstory... Um, it's your lace story. Yeah, what's <laughs> um, so well, why you like that? Both my parents are also artists. Um, my my mom does painting and she does arts and crafts. Um, she works right now. She works online for this company that uh, sends out craft supplies to people who like you. You can order them. It's pretty much the same thing as Amazon, but it's just for craft supplies. That's dope. And she uh, they send her all of their new materials, and she uses them to build like small dioramas and then takes photos of them which i showed her how to like use a camera and everything their cat is like internet famous yeah you can uh, we find have... a picture of their cat in every compilation of pictures of cats. Like, <laughs> yeah and our she crafts she incorporates our cat a lot into like her photos and in her crafts yeah. and um 
she does that and she also paints and she does basically a lot of visual and uh what's the word for when it, like material i guess fiber fiber yeah like 3d stuff you know what i mean oh, word. and then a lot of um knitting yeah that. like physical things you know not like a photo yeah. where it's like on a piece of paper it's like a right. you know she does a lot of physical stuff art yeah um physical stuff art. <laughs> yeah and whatever the the fancy term for that is like, yeah I, know, I don't know the yeah. fancy term but i know we're photographers man we don't care about the other people yeah <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? <laughs> screw the other guys yeah we just want to we want to press a button and be artists dog like, yeah no. All we do is just press a button. That's it. Oh, did we I just show up? Click. I know and I. We're done. I know I. I did just say that, but I hate that stereotype. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, photographers press a button, call themselves artists. But like, anyway. Hypocrisy. And then my dad uh, was. <laughs> my dad was a musician. He was a drummer for a pretty, at the time, influential punk band in the they south. They have their own Wikipedia page. Yeah, they oh, got their, really? you can look them up on Damn. YouTube. I think your dad actually has his own. Yeah, my dad has it's his own like Wikipedia three page. Lines long. Yeah. <laughs> His life story is absolutely insane. If you guys ever like want like a three hour long episode where I tell you about his like life story, it's insane how much stuff he's done. Oh my but, god, um, yeah. We're gonna do another episode and yeah. you'll tell us all about yeah. your dad's, dad's insane. Life story. <laughs> yeah. But um Welcome to Southern Punk. Yeah, but so he uh, started punk. he started drumming in and writing punk music when he was like sixteen ish. Uh like ran away essentially from like high school and then go to college. Yeah, school. military school. And mm-hmm. then went and did was did the band lifestyle thing for until he was around thirty something when I was born. But even after that, like he still plays drums all the time or played mm-hmm. for a really long time. He kinda recently doesn't do it as much. Um I joined a new band. Yeah he did, but they don't practice that often. But like he doesn't like release stuff anymore. Now yeah, it's just yeah. like he goes to jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. But uh he was releasing albums and EPs like on and off my whole life so like the music aspect of the art I do I guess I could definitely thank him for and like he would always he like I grew up listening to punk music Mm -hmm. all day and I don't even make punk music but I still really appreciate it yeah and um then I guess my mom's what she does in some way made me want to go into photo Mm -hmm. I don't really know how but (laughs) like I could I can imagine like the connection I guess um all arts connected yeah exactly if you come from like a if you come from an artistic background you're gonna get into art or even if it's not the same art you were introduced to like because i drew my whole childhood that's mm-hmm. what i used to want to do is like i wanted to like yeah. draw comics and stuff but i never like focused in on it enough to be really good mm-hmm. and then once i got older i was like oh photos just like drawing but yeah. you know you don't have to draw like you can like you know organize it and then you can take a photo and if you like get the right materials and people and background mm-hmm. and you know how to use a camera it's this you know it's just kind of satisfied the same thing in me yeah. you said i can't draw i'm gonna take a picture pretty much yeah that's pretty <laughs> that's much literally that, like, yeah that's pretty much it if you want to be like an artist but you can't yeah. draw I mean, there was, like, there was definitely, like, a, a time in my life where, like, if you had asked me, like, oh, would you swap, like, being decent at photo for being decent at drawing, I definitely would have. Nowadays, like, I'm, def- I'm like, committed to photo. I've done it for yeah. so long that it's, like, that's my shit, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. gonna keep doing that probably till I die. And, um, yeah, so that's how, that was my background. As far as why I keep doing it, it's probably, like, thing that I'm, I feel like I'm best at. Mm-hmm. So it like makes it makes me feel good to take yeah. good photos because it makes me proud, you know. Like, yeah. And end goal is probably to like you were saying earlier. Like I want to work for magazines. I want to like mm-hmm. get my stuff printed in newspapers. I want to like be a freelance photographer, mm-hmm. but work for a lot of different companies or publications, I guess. And yeah. then eventually sell photo books, and then be a professor. That's my right. end game. Your, like, end game and mine are basically parallel. Yeah. So like, if anybody wants to know, that's that's the end game. That's the goal. I, I remember uh, um, Sean telling us, uh, saying, I remember, like, it was the first day of class, and he was like, look around. He's like, these are going to be the photographers that you see for the rest <laughs> of your life. He's like, because all of you guys have the same goal, and you're going to be working together, like... Because he, he, he said the same thing. He was like, oh, the photographer... Like, sometimes I work on sets with photographers I went to college with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, very frequently, yeah. I end up working with the same people that I had class with. Yeah. Like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I think that, yeah, I think we're probably going to end up working yeah. together for, if we keep the same end goal, like, we're probably going to end up doing the same stuff Imagine forever. Imagine us being, like, both professors at the same school, like, That'd being be back at FIT at the same time. Smoking weed behind the school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, all right, we have a break, let's go. 
We'd be like, um, smoking Newport stock. Like, uh, you remember the, the, the fucking, uh, like the camera cage guy, like how he'd never give me that Hasselblad. Like, (laughs) oh my God, the future. It's so scary to think about like the future, Okay, but at the same time exciting. I think it, it never really like set in for me how scary it was until very recently with all this COVID stuff going on where I'm like, oh man, like there might not be a future one day. Like I need to take advantage of my time. What's like. Even, it's weird, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but for some reason, I'm like, it's okay, like, we're still gonna be fine, like, it's just a bump in the road, mm-hmm. a really big bump, but... Yeah, I don't know, if you look at history, yeah. I feel like there was so many... Yeah, but, like... They had some crazy shit hit yeah. them, they didn't even know how to handle it, yeah, very it's slightest. Like, yeah, there's always things that are gonna happen globally that mm-hmm. are gonna fuck every country and everyone mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, but the thing that seems to scare me the most is thinking about graduating college. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's like I've been in school my whole life, and then like I went to two years of community college, and then like four years of FIT, mm-hmm. and then it's like what comes after that? Like I don't have to wake up at an absurd hour every morning and like sit in class for several hours and listen to shit. Well, in a way, we're kind of getting like a little bit of yeah. that experience now, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that weird feeling of like you wake up and there's nothing you have to do. There are things you can do and, you know, things you think you should do for, like, whatever reason, but it's kind of like finding ways to, I don't know, fill your life with other things than, like, school. Figuring out how you actually want to spend your time. Yeah. I I think it it probably has been a wake-up call for, like, a lot of people, including myself, where it's, like, because even right before the pandemic hit, I mean, I was working full-time in in a restaurant, like, working Mm -hmm. 45 to 50 hours a week. And I'd been doing that for a, pretty much a year up until that point. Before mm-hmm. that, I was going to FIT and yeah. doing bike messenger work full time. Yeah. Before I did that, I worked at restaurants full time. Yeah. Before that, I was in high school full time. Yeah. Now that with this pandemic hit, I haven't had to do anything in, in months. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, the whole time you're working, you're thinking like, oh man, like I can't wait to like get off work. I can't wait to like have my day off. I can't wait to like have free time to do my stuff. And now yeah. that like that's all we have is free time. It's, I'm starting to appreciate, like, working on, having the grind, having, like, that thing to focus on every day. Me too. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I miss it. Like, I miss being in school and working full-time a little bit. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it's, like, how, because obviously it's, like, everybody's waiting for life to go back to normal, but it's not going to be the normal we knew. Yeah. It's going to be a new normal, so it's kind of just, like waiting to see how things are gonna pan out and mm-hmm. end up after this which is also really scary because i'm like oh no mm-hmm. question mark but yeah but other than that good vibes good vibes good vibes yeah okay well yeah. i think we covered like we covered everything so i guess we'll sign out unless there's something else you want to shout out to the listeners um Shout out to the downstairs neighbors. They've been playing salsa music this whole time. Oh, yeah. And we I, didn't even preface that. Yeah, I don't know if the, you oh, can hear that. Are they having a party? I, no, they're just chilling, oh, okay. but the food looks so good. Yeah, they're super cool, and their food always looks delicious, so shout out to them. Yeah, that's the explanation to our soundtrack this week. Um, <laughs> Last week, it was um, the Patterson. Patterson yeah, now it's the Bushwick fam. Bushwick fam. The Bushwick fam blasting salsa music, but anyways... It's been real. It's been been real. All right. Catch y'all next week.